Wins lunch. Wins lunch. Wins lunch. Oh no. Welcome to Wins Lunch, episode three. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Wins Lunch. I'm one of your hosts, Spencer. I'm Matheson. We're uh, happy to be here. Uh, we come to you as the exclusive and only podcast <laughs> done on a balcony. Yes. And we're proud of that. Heavily researched. I am over 100% sure we are the only podcast on a balcony. I'm, yeah, the same. I'm over 100% sure. Right. Yes, exactly. We got our coffee. Uh, I'm drinking some Nash out of a Nashville cup today. I'm drinking out of a Palm Springs Ace Hotel and Swim Club cup. Ooh, very, very nice. Uh, does it say that? Very regal. It does right here. Okay. Beautiful, huh? All I saw was a mountain. That is great. You've been there, correct? I have been there. How was it? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling today? I feel pretty good, actually. I yeah. got a lot of stuff done today. Uh, I threw my back out sleeping. Oh, which my is, God. Uh, how did you do that? I don't know. I do that every once in a while. It hurts. So, so what happens is you wake up and your your back's thrown out. Yeah. I just wake up and then Amazing. I twist or I breathe and then I realize that something is not correct. Wow. Yeah. That happens, I feel like, when I when I lift weights in the gym, but I, I've never done that sleeping. Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm an aggressive sleeper. Just, <laughs> just I'm just ready to sleep, you know? Yeah, let's talk touring. Let's 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 shift gears here. How long it's been what five years playing together. Uh, so everybody who's watching this probably knows, but if you don't, Matheson is uh, my drummer. Yes, not my friend. I just he just <laughs> I, I pay him to drum, and then we part ways, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. We're best friends. Oh, and it's been documented. Uh, we we've been touring together for it's been like five years. That is unbelievable. Yeah. In April to be five years. Wow. So it, it's funny because they actually you know my whole band was was hired originally as just like hired guns yeah musicians to play and then we obviously became great friends and they're have toured with me ever since um five years man yeah we've had some wild times at five years i remember our first gig it was in san diego or santa barbara it was at the zoo for oh, anaheim anaheim yeah okay. uh santa anna santa anna that's right yeah. um is that, the, is, that a, is that the zoo for a birthday party? Yeah, it was, yeah. It, let's. It was for uh, probably my biggest fan in the world. Yeah, um, and her mom, who's also one of my biggest fans in the world. And her mom's great. They flew us all out and they put us up at a nice hotel. That was a lot of fun. There was the Batmobile. It was there. Oh yeah, that was such <laughs> a weird gig too. Like weird but cool. We had a we had a green room of sorts, like an RV. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's that cool right. though. Um, I, I think one of us got to drive the Batmobile. I can't remember, but someone drove. I think you drove the Batmobile. I think I drove the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is damn. Awesome. That was before TikTok, and that that would have been a big. That was that was kind not really on the brink of. That was like before. I feel like that was before social media was like kind of huge. Maybe it, I could be wrong about that. It, it was definitely a thing, but like I I just wasn't in that. I didn't want to be in that the Vine world really. Yeah, Vine was I think happening at the time, but. Dude, it's become this thing where, like, I am thinking whenever I see stuff in real life, whenever I'm doing something, I'm thinking, like, well, how could this be TikTok content? Really? You're deep. It's not good. The quarantine. It's not good. <laughs> it's really not good. No, but uh, I just think of, uh, like, the bat me driving the Batmobile could go viral on TikTok. It could. Yeah. I don't. Was it hard to drive? Do you remember? I guess that was so long ago. 
Was I it like think, a regular car? I think they've like it's yeah, it's like a regular old car. They just like put a bunch of stuff on top. It like feels like it's gonna go fast and goes <laughs> It was cool though. Yeah. It was like the one they used in the like the sixties. Yeah, it was the old one. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was our first show together. Damn. I played I played a cajon and a wow. a octopad. And my octopad stand was my box for my cajon. <laughs> Great. Very professional. I went to music school, clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. And then, I mean... And then we got on countless tours. Our first tour together was the this R&B singer Somo. Somo tour. Um, with Johnny Stimson. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking before we did this episode, we were talking about we're going to tell tour stories. And I was thinking about how how much <laughs> I wanted to talk about. Well, that's on you. I'll talk about anything. So I know you will. Uh, we, you can stop me if it's not what you well, want to talk about. Well, we'll stew on it. We'll... we'll discuss and see yeah where it goes but there's a lot of stories that someday will be told <laughs> i think i think i would go to jail if the things said and done in the van were public it's not good and, um but anyways yeah so much fun it was really fun it was our first it was our first time touring ever really on a real tour and it was pretty much my first real like time away from home me too like, not yeah like over a week being gone yeah we we're gone for a couple of weeks um which was a long time and we hit I, all the we hit all the cities too we hit all the sea market cities we literally were, like the biggest one yeah, we like hit was weird like, cities we hit like college it was like a college market tour so i you know we were playing r&b covers pretty much exclusively in like one oh, original yeah. this is before i really had original we played music. money dude um Basically, it's a it's a van full of early twenties guys on a sorority girl tour. Essentially, it was just it was just you know you look in the crowd and you see sorority girls. Yeah, and I remember thinking, "Oh my lord, <laughs> this is life." Yeah, this is life. And you were single back then. I was. I was a single man. Um, single man. <laughs> I'm a I'm a good man now. Yes. Yeah. You're I'm, a taken man. Yeah. I'm 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 a good guy. Um, it's true. You are a good guy, in in, in that regard, at least. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was a crazy time, man. It was a yeah, wow. There, that was a glad I didn't do more bad stuff. Mistakes could have been had. Mistakes made. Mistakes were had and made. <laughs> more mistakes could have more been more. Been <laughs> that uh, that like musically speaking was was really because that's how we met Ron and Garrison. Yep, Ron Allen and Garrison Brown, awesome musicians out here in yeah, LA. They play for people. Garrison's large artist. Garrison's with Post Malone right now. I Post think. Malone, yeah, and, um, and uh, Ron was with Juice World. Rest in peace, Juice World. It's true. Uh, which was a sick gig for him. Yeah, I was obviously, obviously super upset. Juice World died, but you know, I was also bummed for my friend to like to lose a friend, but also. You know, he loses a huge gig. Yeah, to lose, which to like lose sounds his, shitty to say, but like, does, there's sounds, no way around it. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it was it wasn't even not even talk about the financial aspect. Like, he was touring like Dubai and like Australia, and it was just so cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. It, we met a lot of people on that tour. We met a lot of musicians and stuff. Um, and that actually, Johnny Stimson was awesome too. Johnny Stimson, great guy. Time at Tehran, Tehran Lockett, his nice. drummer. Oh yeah. Um, all the people yeah and then i think like that tour in general gave me the the touring bug like that was like oh yeah oh dude if we can travel around cities and and play 
songs for people to actual crowds, then this is all that I want to do. Yeah. You know? But it, yeah. The, the reality of like, this could be, this could be life was like definitely set in, in that because yeah. And you lost your per diem like day three. Oh, <laughs> oh. so I, I still don't know. I mean, I think it was just the, it was 2015. Yeah. Yeah. I, now at least they had pay, fucking PayPal and Venmo then, didn't they? they definitely but for some reason, ways. my manager did cash per diems, <laughs> which is fine. Like it's not like I would, I know people still do that. Like, um, yeah. Literally, Maddie, when she does movies, like sometimes her per diem is given to her in like hundred dollar bills. Really? Yeah. Just like some people just do it that way to like, I don't know, some sort of write off or something. I don't know. So we got all this cash. I think it was like six hundred fifty dollars. It was like weeks worth of money. Yeah. It was like all your per diem at once. Yeah. We stop at Chipotle. I use a little bit of it. I'm like, oh, damn, balling, dude. Okay. <laughs> Next thing I know, we're in the car for a little bit, 30, 40 minutes, maybe an hour, and I'm, and I have a full on panic attack. Turns out the money was lost. I think maybe I dropped it at Chipotle. Someone someone snatched it. Why wouldn't they? There's literally no way of knowing. Also, it was such a crazy amount of money that like a crazy if amount of money to that, lose like, instantly. It's not like ten bucks. Like oh, I dropped a twenty or whatever out of my. Dude, pocket. I was I was really upset at that. Well, yeah, I don't blame you. That really sucks. And what that you- that was also before we like that. Like I said, it was our first tour. So. Yeah. I was making zero money, like negative money in music. Right. Yeah. So six hundred dollars to me was I mean, still is a lot of money. That's but still like, a lot of money. Yeah. That was like ev- that was more than money than I had. <laughs> <laughs> and just went elsewhere. That was was that the that was the tour, I think. Don't say it. Don't say it. Is it inappropriate? I don't think so. Oh, go ahead. Now I'm nervous. I don't. No, that I'm not. I don't think this is inappropriate. But that was the tour that. Uh, Alex Mason completed the 10,000 calorie challenge. Right. Our friend ate 10,000 calories in 24 hours. He a year later he did 20,000. Yeah. In 48. That hours. was The 10,000 I thought was truly which by the way, I don't know like to put this into terms we can understand, like 10,000 calories right. is I think like 12 or 13 chipotle burritos so if you had to like do that like think about eating 13 chipotle burritos today i'd like to i'd like to say that when you hear 10,000 calories it sounds yeah i mean i'll be full and i feel a little sick but it'll be fine it's so much harder than that yeah getting calories like you can eat i've eaten 2,000 calories at a meal before try doing 2,000 calories five times yeah it's insane impossible i mean it's possible obviously well and he i'm pretty sure too that he had he would like had sworn off candy for whatever reason, so he was not eating like the most calorically dense thing you could eat. I remember I remember we got we got dinner somewhere, and like we all got like regular dinner, probably like a Mediterranean place, something like that. And it was like right before the show, like at the venue, we like ate like regular dinner, and right. then Alex went immediately next like across the street or next door and bought a large pizza. Like right after dinner. Oh yeah, and then started I remember this because <laughs> he was hell bent on, on. Uh, on I forget what that was, challenge. but I remember but I, I cheated on my diet with that pizza. I had a, I had a half piece. He did do it piece. to his credit. Yeah, the twenty thousand was. You weren't you weren't there for the end of it, but he was like. No, I was. I, I walked in the room after he had like almost thrown up, and he. I saw him lay on the bed, and I, I saw 
you know, he was, I think, at like 18,000 calories and he had to finish by like 9 a.m. So he went and got a bunch of chocolate milk and a bunch of peanut <laughs> and butter, peanut butter yeah. and was just like eating the peanut butter, chugging the milk back and forth. And I believe I wasn't there for this, but you said he literally went to take a gulp and went, uh. Yeah, like towards the end, it was like every, but he would bring the milk up to his mouth, truly almost throw up, like mentally get over it and then chug more milk. <laughs> and, and, but he did it, oh, which was amazing. Disgusting. That, well, yeah, that, yeah, maybe that's the right word but for But a feat. Uh, a, a feat for sure. I mean, I... Maybe I could have. Done, I don't know if I could do it. I think we could do ten thousand. Yeah. Um, and it is. N- let me also reiterate: it's not easy to do ten thousand. But oh, no. I think that we could. I think with our appetites, we could. I think the the thing about the twenty thousand. I don't know why I did this. <laughs> the thing about the twenty thousand is that he was only at eight thousand after twenty four hours. I think. So uh, we had to do twelve the next day. You know, it's diet in general on tour is just the hardest to it's man. Tough. And it, you you start out like the first week could be super healthy and lean, and then it, you know what really kills me every tour when I get sick. Yeah, which is inevitable, hundred percent inevitable. Every, every single tour, everyone I, gets sick once. I've been sick on. Um, so the thing that makes me feel better is like calories and food, and I'm also taking like antibiotics and steroids. And you can't, so you, have to, you have to eat, yeah. you have to eat a lot. Yeah. So then I'm just eating every like sandwiches and like shit that I don't normally eat. Right. Yeah, but even if you're not sick, it's like it's hard to stay on on your diet. Well, when it's you're like in, when impossible. you're in when you're in Chicago, you gotta get pizza, bro. Like that's you just have to. On my last, and, uh, on my first headline tour ever, the freaking out tour. After the show, I was starting to get sick, and I also we had a sold out show in Chicago. Yeah, it was awesome. It was balling. It was so much fun. I decided I was gonna I was gonna have a pizza, of deep dish pizza. Oh yeah, I was just gonna do it. So our guitarist Jordan bought about four of them, <laughs> and we passed them out through the through the through the van. And me and Jordan had our own pizza in the front. I ended up eating four sli- four and a half slices of deep dish, pizza. which is a lot. And the, and the deep That's dish pizza lot. is th- like that big and that thick. <laughs> and I I had the worst acid reflux I'd ever had in my life. Oh yeah, it was horrible, but it tasted so damn good yeah just that's like stuff you're not gonna pass up not to mention too that you know you get the you get alcohol in your rider so maybe maybe you're feeling a little a little a certain certain kind of way you know right and then so then pizza sounds good that's a good question when was the drunkest you've ever been on tour <laughs> um oh man on tour i'm not sure um on tour i'm not sure <laughs> there's been a lot of drunk nights yeah, I mean, I don't. I've never, I've never like thrown up on tour. Because but like the, yeah, like the drunk is that you can remember where we, where we were just partying. <laughs> with our with our routing, there's hardly any like <laughs> late night parties. That's the thing. It's like it's tough because we're always on the move. Or I mean, I've definitely never played on on tour. I've never been like drunk on stage, like too drunk. 100%. Just tipsy. Yeah, like we'll like obviously take shots in the green room or something like that yeah. beforehand, or, or a bit of whiskey, <laughs> which apparently is. What I'm known for now is just, um, but yeah, I mean, oh, the, one of the things, this just came to mind, but I'm not even sure if this is, was the most drunk, but when we were in New York, I can't remember what we were there for. This is really recent. We went to that bar underground with, um, the whole crew went and we met up with those people from iHeart. Right. Yeah. 
and <laughs> but we were all there. I remember and, that. Um, you got pretty faded there. Well, yeah, because one of our one of our good friends, Caden, what bought like just kept buying pictures of Bud. Oh, because they were like four dollars yeah, for a picture. Yeah, it was like considerably cheaper to buy a chip up chipper a pitcher than just like a bottle or a can or whatever so then so, you just were drinking beer and got lifted so i think Caden and i literally were not carrying around cups we were quite literally carrying the pitcher and just like dumping it into our oh mouths. we played beer pong we there. played beer pong that was there. a lot of fun yeah that was a good time um yeah i think that you know my, my number for shots before a show is two mm-hmm. and like not giant shots just two i remember the times that i've taken three shots and I just remember, like, during the intro song, I'm like, yeah, just, like, a little too... Yeah. Just a little like too... Like, uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been there, but there are times... Which just, I, I mean, not even not even drunk. Just, like, you know that feeling where you're just, like... I don't know if you've been there because you're, you, you, like, as a singer, I'm on stage and, I, and I'm all in control. And then it's just this, like, 5% that's, like, a little bit, like, a little too loose. And I'm like... And by song number three, it's gone. Yeah. Like you get rid of it, but I I don't like feeling like I'm gonna forget to breathe here. <laughs> I don't yeah I don't think I've ever been like that on stage, but right. I definitely and I apologize if this has happened on one of your shows, but I definitely have yeah I'll like have an extra shot or two, and then I'm like it's time for some cool drum fills <laughs> that maybe don't fit. I probably prefer that. <laughs> well, it's good because it's always fun. What Not about sure if it's musically? Correct, have you ever gone on stage high? No, I can't do it. Like I yeah, there's no way I've I've played, I've like jammed or in a garage, whatever, in a garage and stuff like that, and it's like it is considerably worse. <laughs> I've obviously never been on stage high. I can't imagine yeah. trying to remember trying to remember to breathe in between words <laughs> would be out of this world. I just yeah, there's just no focus because I would just I yeah. would just be want to like I just want to be relaxing and like. Just like float off into whatever. Totally. That that one time we did heroin. <laughs> oh, dude, that was wild. I don't out in Chicago, who. the heroin show. <laughs> that was sick. all the fans did it. We passed it out. And <laughs> oh, God, that's not real. Sorry. <laughs> but um, anyways, coffee. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, you're, you're kind of right, though. I mean, just the way that we tour is, is grueling's the wrong word, but we're just in the grind. We're we're in the grind because we're we don't have a tour bus yet. Yeah. Um and even if we did have a tour bus, our routing is for the last two tours has been really, really intense to where we have a show in, in Denver, Colorado, and then the next day we have a show in Salt Lake City, and that's like Yeah. Eight that's, hours. It's crazy. And it's like, you know, you get done with the show and then we were doing post show meet and greets, so we wouldn't get out of there till like midnight, one AM. Drive a couple hours, get to bed at three a.m., wake up at eight to drive the remaining yeah six hours. It's it's, it's necessary. It's brutal, and there's something like romantic almost <laughs> about it, just because like that is the grind, right? Like, and that that is awesome. Like there is something awesome and like very rock and roll 
right. about the grind, but it also doesn't feel like that <laughs> while you're in your it because you're just, just the sl- just the sleep thing, man. Yeah. The things that get me are like the sleep and and the lack of working out. Yeah, the gym. I, the gym is. I will admit that 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 kills me. It does, when, man, because like this this COVID nineteen thing reminds me of that a little bit where like i have to work out every day for my sanity not even necessarily for like to get a pump yeah i've been so used to in the last five years of my life lifting weights running doing abs every day yeah a couple days off here and there so when i hit like a three-day mark of not doing anything on tour i I feel gross i feel saggy i feel soft once and and it's not even i feel not sexual (laughs) My drive is down. That's true. We're in reverse. We're my, in neutral. My my sex drive is dropped below my feet. <laughs> I'm fucking. And then I have to pick it up. Yeah, dude. And I don't. I don't want to do it. But, but you I will. Have, but I have to do it. You offer. I would do it. Thank you. I would shave your back if it came down to it. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm just saying I would. Um. Yeah. What was I had a point I was gonna make? Oh, well, and because the thing. It's not even like a laziness thing too. It's like literally you can't there's no there's zero minutes to go to the gym today because Yeah, I have I have that rule with like I have to get 6 hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And if I can get 6 hours of sleep and there is a gym at the hotel, most of the time there's not. Then I'll do something or I'll go for a run or something, but like most of the time we're just we're fucked, man. Well, and that's and that goes back to the other thing too is that you could potentially sacrifice an hour or two hours of sleep to get to the gym, but then that's maybe how you get sick because you're not sleeping. That's the weird line, dude. That's where it's like, do I get four hours and then work out for an hour and a half and then probably get sick two days later? Or do I just sleep six and a half? Like it's, and even then six and a half is nothing. Yeah. Like right now with this, with this coronavirus, I'm going, I'm sleeping nine hours a night. Yeah. I slept like nine and a half hours last night. Dude, doesn't it feel good? It feels, it f- physically feels good. It right. mentally feels. I'm not- a piece of garbage. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Um, <laughs> I didn't sing like that when I woke up, but I'm a, I'm a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's a much better impression, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's just the like the first thing that came to mind was. This is a good story, though. Is this on the past the Freaking Out tour? Okay. Uh, we played in Boston, Massachusetts. One great show. One Harry Connick Jr. was there. He was to to watch you perform, which is awesome. I looked I looked out um, at halfway through our first song, and I looked out in the crowd, and I just see you know a sea of sixteen to 23, 24, 24 like yeah, all girls, right? Mm-hmm. Couple dudes scattered throughout. Shout out, dudes! I love seeing like a few more dudes in my shows True. these days. And then I look, and then there's a sea of people, and then boom! Right in the back is Harry Connick Jr. with a bright white Spencer Sutherland shirt on. In the back, just like not cheering. Everybody's like kind of like going crazy because it's the first song, and he's just back there like he's analyzing. He's musically well, analyzing for sure. He's like looking at like the the way we're playing and like the yeah. way my voice is working and stuff. And it was pretty cool though. He was really nice. He was really yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's awesome, man. He treated us well at Mardi Gras, too. It was a good time. I hate you for that. But um, it was good, it was good. you didn't invite me, I guess. Got to sing with him. And Brian Cranston. And Brian Cranston. <laughs> what a bizarre pairing. What a, what a weird name drop moment. 
But it's true. Yeah, I was saying with Harry Connick Jr. Also had a dance-off with Brian Cranston, <laughs> same stage, five minutes later. That is, I mean, <laughs> this is kind of a tangent, but I think a lot of a lot of younger people don't appreciate Harry Connick, but he, like, for real, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he, Wait, what? We went on, off on a big tangent. What was your story about leaving Boston? Oh, I was going to say that, so we, that... <laughs> We'll come back to Harry later. But, no, that was one of those nights because we – and we wanted to hang so bad because Harry was there. We had a couple of friends there. We were drinking and hanging. But that was – like, we played in D.C. the next day, which was far. Which so is we, like – for some reference, we played in New York, then Boston, then D.C. So we, right. we went – ba ba boom. Yes. We which did. didn't make a lot of sense, but I know that, like – it depends on like venues availability. Yeah, there's stuff that's for out sure. of our control for sure. But yeah, but I just remember that was like that was the most brutal. We didn't hardly sleep at all. Was I was real grumpy voice. the next day. Were you? Just like oh, in DC. Yeah, in DC. When we were in DC at this venue, I felt like a motherfucker. I felt <laughs> whole, I felt bad, dude. Yeah, I felt bad. I was like, my voice is just coming back a little bit. I dude, this is really crazy. But I had this weird ass like zit. That got infected right here. I don't remember this. And it was like fucking, it was huge, dude. And I remember yeah. like, because we weren't sleeping and resting and staying hydrated, it just got worse and worse. Yeah. I covered this bitch up with makeup and like, <laughs> oh, I, that was a, that was a bad, there's always that stretch in the tour. There's always those one shows, which is a bummer. I mean, we still, I mean, we still perform great, but, um, we do. I mean, we obviously always, it was that do show. And it, if it was like the smallest show, of the tour and, it was a weird night, and people weren't, like, hype, hype. Yeah. The I green, like DC a lot. I do, too. The green room was weird. It was, like, a curtain. D- yeah, the green room was literally a curtain next to the stage. Yeah, that was a weird one, but it was still, f- like, that's the thing is, like, your least favorite show on tour, not even saying that was, it's still fucking awesome. Like, you still have oh, that realization yeah. where you're like, oh, I get to do what I love. People well, and like bought your shirts. People yeah, absolutely. bought tickets. People are so excited that you're there in their city. So well, I think it, yeah, again, like we're talking about it right now because that was such a grindy, cool, like rock moment. and roll moment. Yeah. You know, where we're like, we weren't sleeping. Get to the hotel. I think literally like four a.m. that time around. That was and that was brutal. See you in forty-five minutes. <laughs> that's, that's where that <laughs> saying came from. So so Matheson will go. Uh, we'll go to bed if it's a short night of sleep. If it's like a six-hour night, he'll be like, "All right, see." See you guys in 45 minutes. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And now I say it every time I have a flight in the morning. I'll, I'll say it to anybody. I'll be like, all right, good night. See you in 45 minutes. Because <laughs> it does. It feels like you're just taking a little nap. Yeah. But. Oh. Oh, I'm going to sleep so well tonight just thinking about that. <laughs> just, just, yeah. And uh, to make up for the lack of sleep that we've had in yeah. the past. We've also been on some tours that have been not so great also. Um, a lot of low points. A lot of a lot of tours where, you know, we were opening up for people that we probably shouldn't have been opening them up for. I remember, I remember there were a couple of shows where I was like, I think I'm definitely have more fans than the other people <laughs> that people I'm opening for have here. Yeah. But I remember we hit this one show in Amityville, New York. First of all, strange oh, yeah. market for pop music. Weird place. Just happy to go anywhere. Yeah. Honestly. Well, so I was thrilled. We played this show. We did a we did a pre show meet and greet and there were like seven people. No, there was like two people for the meet and greet. It was literally two people. And Other I was like zero. Ooh Lord. So yeah. played the show, literally seven tickets sold. 
<laughs> yeah. Seven but, tickets sold. Uh, 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 not even a full row of people. And this is a tiny-ass bar. That venue. was such a weird venue, too. Yeah, that was weird. It was, like a, it was like a rock venue. It was like a hard rock venue. Yeah, for sure. And there were seven people in the front row. And we put on a full band show. But that always makes me appreciate you know the sold out crazy yeah. shows at Hugh, like the arena show this right. past winter and you know like you it sounds very storybook or movie-esque but it you literally do think about those things you know it's like yeah totally three four years ago we were actually playing to 10 people and, yeah i, I posted and thrilled to be playing for 10 people and then yeah you know and then it's like here's an literally an arena packed which is nuts i posted a video today on my, on my instagram story of me singing um jonas brothers mm-hmm. uh, in 2010 oh yes and it was the first time i had sang really in front of people um i was playing acoustic guitar on my back patio and it was my brother's graduation party i think from high school and there were people there probably like 50 people and i remember like how nervous i was but having that like, perspective I mean, that was like, that was, you know, this summer it'll be 10 years ago. Yeah. Which is weird. Which is super weird, but it was cool to, to see that. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the journey is, I got a lot of DMS that were like, like look where you've done, which is cool, you know, to look. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying, you know, is that it's like that those shows to 10 people, those super long drives like that, that all means something, you know, like it's all moving towards a cool thing yeah and at and the end of the day if it isn't you're still playing music for doing what you love keeping the dream alive yeah i mean that's the other thing i mean truly i don't i don't know if anyone thinks that i or we are bullshitting but like i genuinely do love doing it like if there's three people like i'm gonna be ecstatic to play drums you know yeah like, and that well, sounds annoying and like stupid but it really is real and we're gonna the more important thing is we're, we're gonna do this forever like we've we're in too deep already <laughs> Especially if we get robot bodies. Yeah. And then we'll... Uh, We're just going to do this forever with robot bodies, and it's going to be great. <laughs> or we'll uh, we'll live out the plot to Green Room that we watched the other night. Oof. <laughs> watched a, a horror movie the other night about this punk band who went and played this like neo-Nazi bar in like way out Washington some state somewhere. Actually, good acting. Uh yeah. yeah 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 and essentially spoiler alert in three, two, one you better pause this. <laughs> uh, pretty much everybody gets killed. Like the whole band gets killed. Everybody yeah dies. It's it's wild. But Patrick Stewart's in it. Patrick Stewart is weirdly <laughs> in it for. He's the head of the Nazis. I know. Patrick Stewart is the head of the Nazis. Sounds not accurate. Um, but yeah, we're going to live that out at some point. I can't wait. We're going to go great. up and we're going to be playing stadiums. And then on our way back down, <laughs> we're back to playing like biker bars, biker bars, which we did on, uh, on the Jack and Jack tour. This seems like a, f- a popular flight route. All everybody's going to Vegas. Southwest again, I think. Oh yeah. Um, yes, we, we played a biker bar on the Jack and Jack tour, Minneapolis. That was actually really fun. Um, no, yeah, no no, uh, no disrespect to the biker bar. No, no. I mean, if the fans are right, you could be in a basement. In a I remember I had to use the bathroom after soundtrack, 
and there weren't any doors <laughs> on the stalls. <laughs> on the stalls. And they're like, yeah, you can go in the girls' room if you want. And then... Why aren't there doors in the stalls? I have no idea. Because of cocaine or something, maybe? Yeah, I guess maybe they're trying to... Yeah. Sell drugs. I don't know. It's a fucking biker bar. But, but I remember like the people outside. I want to go say hey to some fans outside. And they're like, dude, this is a sketchy-ass area. I don't know why you guys are playing here. I was like, I don't know. I'm just following the tour. Yeah, I mean, it's not your decision at all. Um, but Yeah, that was, a, that was the sweatiest I had ever been playing a show. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I, got, I, I like ruined the shirt that I had on. Yeah. I had a wife beater on. And then over, I had like a button-up shirt. And the wife beater, I literally threw away. <laughs> right after the show? Yeah, I threw it away. It's gnarly, man. Yeah. That was a, f- a very, very, very fun tour. One of my favorites of all time. Jack and Jack tour? Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was uh Those are great shows, man. It's almost a year ago. I know, I know. I I want to go back on tour so bad, dude. We can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. It makes you sad. It just yeah. I mean I I, I just would love to be touring right now. And I know, we're man. We're quarantined. Hello. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for listening to Wins Lunch. Uh, exclusively the only podcast done on a balcony. Um, it's just science, guys. We, we've looked it up everywhere. It's true. That's why you hear planes, helicopters, people screaming, all the above. Hey, if you haven't yet, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you like this video. And uh, if you're listening on, on Spotify or Apple or the podcast app, screw me and just keep listening. I was going to ask um, if you have top three favorite shows that we've ever played. I guess I don't have to be involved if there was times shows before me, but there's little shitty there shows for a couple people. <laughs> yeah, I, but then I'm glad I played. Um, top three shows. I think on the um, my, it doesn't have to be in order. It wasn't my first. Okay, my, it was my first headlining. To, uh, they were my first headlining shows ever. They were just like four shows that I played last year early, about a year ago. Sweater shows. This was called the sweater shows, and we played in Cincinnati. Oh yeah, and that was like my first sold out headline show and i remember like how that that feeling was wild um, seen on the marquee spencer sutherland sold out unbelievable pretty cool unbelievable that's that's one of my favorites yeah. um let's go ahead and say the freaking out tour in new york city was one of my favorites yep, yep. tied with the freaking out tour la i, I love that show yeah. too mm-hmm. um and then i think to round it out that that arena show the tampa jingle ball was really special oh yeah this past december a few 100%. months ago um, just for like what it was. And I just remember like, how, I, it was, it was that feeling too, where you get done and you're just like, Oh my Lord, I just did that. Yeah. I just, we just got to do that. And it was the only one we've ever played to this day. Still, it was only one, but when, it was like, you, you get off stage too. And it's like, oh, there's Lizzo man. and there's Sam Smith, you Bro, know, like, which is just what like the hell actually insane. Yeah. And, and they then, watched. And, and then you just, yeah, they watch mm-hmm. and then you talk to them. They're your peers because you're playing in the show. Right. But in reality, I've been covering Sam Smith for seven years of my right. life. Yeah. And I have like four Sam Smith covers that I privated on YouTube. <laughs> and, you know, and then Lizzo's there it. and we, we cover Lizzo and yeah. Normani's there and I cover Fifth Harmony and it's just like, but then in that moment, you're like, we are on the show together. Yeah. We are peers. Feels really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is, yeah, like, I think the, the peers thing is tough. Like, it's a tough thing to grasp, especially for me, I guess. Like, Bro, it's tough. I mean, even for, like, artists that, like, blow up real fast. Yeah. And they're, like, the biggest artists in the world, and then they go play with, like, their idols, and their idols like them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I'm like, yeah, it's exactly. And I, like, obviously, for the artist, artist perspective, and then, like, like, I know who Sam Smith's drummer is just because, like, 
Yeah, you're and a like, fan of his drumming. Like, just like, yeah, you just like know people who play for who and stuff. So right. it's like seeing, and like, and it was the same thing where it's like we chatted after the show and he was like, yeah, you sound great, man. Like, this is cool. Like, what, you know, it's like you just chat about. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. And like, but there's no, there's, and I'm, I felt like intimidated just because I know who this person is and he's playing for a huge artist, but then like he's treating me a hundred percent like Yeah, because you guys equal. are equals now. Yeah. Which is like actually insane. What about you? Top three. Uh, freaking out LA was one of the first ones that came to mind. Um, that was fucking rocking, dude. Super cool. Um, that was cool too. Cause all the industry people were there and the, they got to see for the first time, like, Oh shit. This is like some legit, like operation. I was say is, is that it, to my memory, which there probably, I'm sure there's been a couple of shows here and there where there's been industry people, friends, people that I care about and respect. You know, it's like all those people get to see because we put a, we put a ton of work into the show. Obviously, you know that. So that was the like, first one where you know, since I've obviously like signed with the agency and a label and like this, yeah. this like l- these legit companies, we were able to really get the people out right. and all the friends. That was the first one, and the Troubadour was going to be like. Ugh that on steroids and it will be it will yes that but, that's a good one yeah and it, it i it's just like is nice it was a, it was a cool feeling to to have the amount of work that we put in like feel appreciated acknowledged you know, yeah um for sure because um, like i said we, we as you know we obviously put a ton of work into those we shows love so that, yeah. it's cool to have people get to see what you've been working on um other two man I mean the yeah the arena show Tampa arena show is hard to beat just because it's a freaking that arena yeah that's like really hard to beat. Um, yep. I'm trying. I mean, there's got. I know that you I know had, what else, which I thought you were going to say hmm. was that uh, that first show back after my like after the X Factor like my like eight month hiatus, like nine month hiatus yeah, yeah, of yeah. like no performing, changed everything about myself, changed my whole image, changed every like oh yeah wrote for months and months and months, and then it was this show, and right before this show, right before I went on stage to this particular show, I was like, this might be that moment. This might be the moment if I get no crowd reaction, this might be. I don't know if this is for me. Oh really? Yeah, I never, I never like told anybody that, but yeah. I was out on side stage, like pit of my stomach, just like. If this show doesn't work, yeah, this is it. So I went out there, and it was me opening for Bozzy in Five Seconds of Summer. Oh, yeah. And I remember that was such a gratifying feeling. That the yeah. crowd fucked so much with it, and the crowd was so in. Yeah, um, That's one of my favorites, too. I, I, I came off stage, and I cried. Really? Yeah, I was by myself. That was... Uh, I, I, I was yeah, so that's really cool. fucking excited that... Yeah the real me worked yeah you know what i mean like well, it's it, a very like, vulnerable moment obviously the, I, the, i'm finally wearing the shit i like mm-hmm. i got my hair the way that i like not that i think i should have it yeah i'm singing the songs that i like i'm flail i'm ready to flail around on stage yeah not be like a pop artist exactly yeah and then it fucking worked and i remember like i, I remember that show I, people loved it oh dude that was that was like the beginning of a new life for me Hell yeah. That's actually really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. That's actually really it was sweet. A, it was a real scary moment and a and a miracle moment for me. Well, and this is maybe a bit of a tangent, but, you know, I think that that's really cool that you were vulnerable and or brave enough to do that because I think a lot of people, they they just never get to that point where, they are, where they're willing to just be themselves. And oh, most don't, dude. I mean, yeah. it's so, it was so hard, too, because before that, I had been being that fucking spiked hair R&B sexy guy singer. Yeah. Because I saw it work with other people. Yeah. 
and then to to step into my own and be like, oh, I fucking love seventies clothes. I'm gonna wear some seventies clothes. Yeah. I'm gonna not. I'm gonna wear tube socks. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that that comes across, you know. And we've talked about this before too. It's like, like, re- like people like respond to uh, a realistic. Yeah, they want the people respond to you being genuine. They can tell if you're being yourself. They can tell if you're they can, and they can tell if you're being fake. The opposite, you know. Yeah, people definitely respond to a real a real brand. And I hate to say the word brand, but but you know. As you develop who you are, it turns into a brand. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all your stuff. Like, when I design my merch, I think about, like, if I would like to wear this if I went to a show every single time. So then it's, like, cohesive and it feels real. Yeah. I never want something to feel, like, you know, made for me. Sure. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. The entire time I thought of another show. Which one? Um, well, this is, the, this is from, like, a different perspective. But Jack and Jack tour... In Orlando, I probably was wasn't good, one was of your great, favorite ones. No, it was a very good show. It was but one of my favorite. I remember for because we were playing for Alec, obviously too. And I remember that show, just for both for both you and Alec, musically was like I remember feeling like that musically couldn't have gone any better. Yeah, as far as like executing parts, like that was a good. The groove, fans were crazy like, there too. Yeah, yeah. And I think I just remember that like coming off stage and being like, I really don't think we could have played that show any better like right. everyone involved which is a great feeling obviously right. um that's an awesome feeling yeah um how, how long have we been chatting any idea let's uh let's let's we turn on look. the instagram live hey everyone this is matheson the fan voted number one host of when's lunch thank you for checking us out if you haven't already just go ahead and click that subscribe button and follow us on instagram at when's lunch pod thank you so much uh story that i just thought of when we drove to arizona for one gig in a car dealership let me tell you about that show <laughs> let me tell you about that journey yes one of one of my favorite <laughs> that was one of my favorite travel tour moments of my life not the show the show was not great <laughs> everything else about the travel was so fun that was the first time i yeah. had gone across america yeah that's yeah. true that was a lot of fun, man. That uh, what made me think of that was that was the twenty thousand. Co- that was when Alex did twenty thousand. That's right. That trip, but yeah, that was. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. It was such an amazing like journey, and like I'll remember it forever. But I'll, I'll never forget like doing that, playing a pretty mediocre show, and then being in a like, car dealership. Let's go home. <laughs> like we, we like the it next was day. yeah the next day. Like we drove two days played a weird car, car dealership show and then just <laughs> turned around and went home that was, her- yeah, that was horrendous. which was just it, i mean again like the experience is awesome but and, like, so, like kind of we, we did have cool. a good time that's when we started telling ghost stories in the tour oh, van oh my god um that's the real secret with touring is to do to do we, we did stand-up comedy for a long time but we started doing ghost stories and like yes. scary stories and that that is the key when you're in the middle of nowhere and it's it's pitch black at night when you're deep when you're deep in arizona yeah and exactly you're scared. exactly all right first question craziest it. fan experience is this I, an appropriate question yeah okay yeah i've never had i've had a couple like i had a couple like weird things inappropriate things that happened that yeah i was not okay with yeah but anything you can report to the people. Um, I, I've been grabbed places before that was not cool, and I said, "Don't fucking do that again." Like your large intestine, a little lower. 
Small intestine. <laughs> um, craziest fan experience is probably when I was home for Thanksgiving a couple years ago. And I was, uh, I went for a run with my friend. And, and we noticed this car like kind of in front of our house going back and forth yeah. a couple times. And I thought maybe it was someone from Columbus that like lived in my neighborhood who like wanted to say hey because i saw it was like yeah. a girl like looking out the window every time and then we were just like chilling on my driveway talking and the car pulls up and the girl gets out and i kind of recognize her i'm like oh hey first of all how'd you know where i lived <laughs> kind of weird yeah two hey and she goes yeah we just like got in we drove from atlanta did you literally say how do you know where i live no or i didn't just think it i i just thought it okay um and she literally drove from atlanta with, with her with her grandmother um 10 hour drive to just my to house. like be just to say near you hey and then they stayed at a hotel for a couple nights down the Ugh. street from my house my mom was petrified and i was like fine with it that's borderline well not borderline that's vi- what do you mean you were fine with it I, like i wasn't like scared because yeah. she had gone to a show before in, in atlanta this is a couple years ago yeah um and she was just there wild right and she stayed at a hotel and i got a bunch of messages about like her wanting to meet up for dinner and I didn't see any of them, I don't think, until after. You could have got free dinner, dude. I know. Free Cracker Barrel. <laughs> that sounds great. But um, that's probably the craziest fan experience. What else we got? Questions. I got a lot of crazy fan experiences, but, you know, we'll get into that <laughs> later. Uh, favorite venue to play at? Uh, I have so many, man. All the House of Blues. All like Every venue has a cool little, like, little personality trait that i love whether it's the green room or the stage or the actual ven the concert hall mm-hmm. itself or the food like some places have really good food yeah that place cross street um from the detroit oh, venue dude. the wings uh sweetwater. sweetwater shout out sweetwater best wings i've ever had in my entire life see Hands like down. i'll always remember that when i go back yeah. to the city what else we got what wait, did you name a venue I, there's just too many oh there's just too many because i like uh, stuff about every single one yeah i think off the top of my head um Honestly, all the House of Blueses are great. Yeah. Like, just like, very they professional. take care of you. Yeah. The catering is awesome. The sound's like, always good. The lighting is good. great. Like, yeah, it's a very professional right. situation. Um, I mean, all the, you know, Columbus always takes care of us too. When we play Express Live, that's always great. Um, Troubadour is, oh, dude, come on. <laughs> Troubadour is going to be great. I think that might be my new favorite one. Alrighty. Uh, not a tour question, but favorite. Nope. Not not answering this? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Favorite Netflix show or movie right now? Netflix? I think so, specifically. Been about Netflix. Oh. We didn't watch The Office. The oh, Office. No, but like, oh, like specifically Netflix Bro, shows. side note, I watched 1917 last night. Have you seen that shit? The scary movie? 1917. No, no, no. Army movie. It. Oh, it's awesome. It's so it's dope. Good? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Check it out. Wait, what's it about? I've been doing nightly movie reviews. Yeah. We've been watching a movie every single night because of not being able to do anything. <laughs> yeah. It's about World War One and this these two guys like Oh yeah. Bro, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. shot is a thirty eight minute one shot. Woo! And it's That's wild. beautiful. Really? Like, dude, it, it, I don't know how they did it. I li- they had to cut somewhere. But it's supposedly a one shot. It's crazy. World War One is the forgotten It was brutal, dude. <laughs> oh, here we go. The Tour the question? real questions. Favorite member of the band. <laughs> Favorite member of the band is the one that I'm doing the podcast with. Oh, there we go. Got Love some, it. You got some good juicy tour ones. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure you got a lot in there. 
Yes. Um, favorite food to eat on tour? Favorite food to eat on tour for me is uh, an assortment of nuts, whether it's cashews or almonds. <laughs> weird answer. <laughs> Bro, I, it, people say it's so weird, but probably nuts. Probably like, uh, that's just my favorite. Or the city's specialty. All right. I'll accept the nuts answer. What about you? <laughs> um, favorite, like, I guess, I guess, yeah, that's like nuts is like a classic because you're in the van for like forever. Yep. So I guess I would have to think about it from that standpoint. I eat a lot of sunflower seeds. You do, man. On tour. You just have like that, like that, an easy, that coffee cup while you're driving and you're just spitting yeah, seeds. Yeah, you just got to drive and sometimes it's late. So you just got to... Playing s- Rascal Flats. <laughs> Cars version. We have we have an entire tour playlist that consists of Shania Twain, Rascal Flats. All the classics. Um, Hunter Hayes. Hunter. It's, actually, it's actually out there. <laughs> Coming up a strong morning. I forgot about Hunter Hayes, dude. So good. It's a great song. So good. Don't you lie. Juicy um, tour questions. Do you plan on coming back to Washington? The state? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the state. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Washington and uh, Seattle has always been one of my favorite cities. That was one of my favorite. Seattle um, was wild on the last tour. Yeah. like I remember it was the first show to sell out on the Freaking Out Tour. Mm-hmm. And I am in love with that city in general. Like the the landscape, yeah. the the people. Like, see, like the PNW in general, even like Portland, all that, has such a special magic energy. It's and beautiful up there. Just it, driving. Over there right. Is, yeah. It's the only time I, I am never mad about driving five hours when we drive down that Pacific coast. Yeah, dude. And we're just like in heaven, dude. The whole time. Like I, I'm it's sad beautiful. once we get to California. I know. And like it looks weird. It doesn't look beautiful anymore. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I would assume. Oh, sorry. We'll go back. Is a good one? Well, we have a, uh, can you come to New Jersey for once? A little, a little animosity there, I think. Yeah, for sure. I understand. I've been to New Jersey a couple times. New Jersey's close to New York. Yeah, I think that's why we haven't been there more is because it's close to New York. But I, I agree. I think, I think, um, I think the reasoning is that the if I'm being like totally honest, is the be a- totally honest. The agents don't want you to play two places so close together because right, they yeah. want all the tickets to kind of be in one. Spot, and like, so. if you're gonna go somewhere, it's gonna be New York City, obviously. Yeah, because I think like New, the, you know, a lot of people will come out to New York City because of the billions of people that live there. <laughs> yeah. Um that's probably why, but I would love to come back. I had some really, really fun times in New Jersey. Um Sluggers. What wasn't Sluggers? <laughs> what was it called? I forget, man. Dingbats. Dingbats, yeah. That's we right. played at Dingbats and it was, it was literally a bar. Oh Sluggers is that bar in Chicago. Yeah. Dingbats, where we never get to do drunk. Dingbats uh, is uh is that like bar venue. It's like a rock it's That's like a, a good tour story, but maybe not just what happened at Dingbats. I don't remember what happened at Dingbats. Perhaps we'll talk about it. Give me like a keyword. There was a almost fist fight. That was actually Crossroads. Cross. Sorry. Okay. That, that was two, in New Jersey too. This is 2016. We, we literally played it. In, this is a diner. Yeah. It's a glorified diner with a stage probably this tall. <laughs> probably about 40 people there. 35, 40. Yeah. It was fine. Um, but... Yeah, it was weird. The, no, we can talk about that. The other, okay. the the people that we were opening for, um, the band, like literally got in a fight with with the like the kitchen staff. Like, oh, dude, and, yeah, that was horrible. And man. that was, that was when because that was when I was like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be playing. We shouldn't be these. doing that. <laughs> well, we were coming from another gig too. And that, that was a mess, man. We, it was just a disaster. So we literally drove up, and I'm loading the drums in through the kitchen because that was where you had to load in and then there's like a legit almost fist fight between 
the kitchen staff and the people that we're supposed to be playing with. Weird and, times. Weird times. Yes. Weirder than COVID. Sluggers is a great bar. That's true. Um. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um. Have you had a favorite place that you will always try to put on your tour list? Um. This. I mean, there's literally too many. Like, I think like we'll, we'll always. Hit. I think fi- name five, five, five cities you'll you'll always hit. So for obvious reasons, for amount of people in each city included. All right, let's not do New York or like L.A. because you're gonna. I was gonna include do. New York and L.A. Okay, okay. let's let's go with uh, Columbus, Chicago, Minneapolis. Quick three. Let's go with so, I'm counting some cities that are like around stuff so you can get to it. I'm gonna go with Atlanta. Okay, it's four. I'm gonna go with this truck. Hopefully I'm gonna choose that. between Denver and Washington because that's. I mean, Seattle so or like just yeah, Washington Se- State. Seattle and Washington. Yeah. But I, you know, I love playing in Atlanta. That's why I kind Atlanta's of put it on fun. there. But also if you're in like Florida or Carolinas or Louisiana, you can just. Not far. Yeah. Tennessee even. Um, yeah. I'm going to go. I, I love playing in Denver. We really like that last Denver freaking Isn't out show. is weird? Like I just never would expect Denver to be well, like that, an awesome place. We to, put it on the tour, tour and I was super nervous about that, dude. Yeah. And, um, I didn't think anybody would come. I would, I would be happy if there was like 50 people there. And we were like 15, 16 tickets from selling it out. It was almost sold Crazy. out. And I remember that was the only, that was one of the only shows that I got that like, I was trying to talk and people were screaming. Really? That's true. And like, it was the end of the show and it was after my last song. And I was like, th- and I couldn't even talk because they were screaming. That is my favorite shit at a show. That is when cool. the crowd is just screaming nonstop. And you're just like, I, this is unbelievable. Well, it's, yeah, because the, you know that they're, they are having or had a great time. I mean, it's very reaffirming to know that you put on a good show. That show was wild. Wa- oh man, I missed it so bad, dude. So and our sad. green room was an was an RV. That was which sick was cool. Well. That sounds weird, but that was actually really cool. It was like a classic, like like fifties, sixties, yeah, like uh, chrome RV. Right. Yeah, that was so fun. <laughs> oh, oh there's free barbecue. That was so sick, dude. Let's take me back there free barbecue. right now. Eben came on stage with me. That was so oh, fun. Eben came on stage. Hi, this is Spencer. You might know me from the video that you were watching 30 seconds ago or less. Hey, if you haven't yet, please like this video. Please subscribe to the channel. This is the only way uh, that I can make any money in the world ever. So if you don't like and subscribe, I'm going to go poor. I love you. Goodbye. All right. Um, Immaculate. Who do you not let drive on tour? You. (laughs) I'm literally the only person that uh, Caden too. Caden's driven something before, but I've literally never driven once on tour. <laughs> That's yes, probably for good reason. Yeah, I think. Well, I Caden's think, usually working, yeah. which makes sense, and Andrew's usually working, which also makes sense. But Andrew does drive, like especially at two a.m. Oh, if there's like a, we need to push. Our our keyboardist doesn't sleep, so. <laughs> uh, I guess yeah, it's mostly Jordan and I, or right. and then whoever. Whatever merch or sound person that we've wrangled yeah. into the crew, they'll also drive. Right. Um, which just reminded me of more stories. Yeah. But we don't have to go. We don't have to go down that route. We don't have to go down that route. Who is the messiest person from the whole tour crew? That's a really good question. What do you think? Messiest person? I wouldn't even go so far to say any of us are super messy. Yeah, I can't really think that any... I mean, we're all pretty respectful. I mean... Am I messy? No. 
I don't think any of us are messy. Like, I think honestly, because you, you have to be, I mean like the van or rather you don't, you have to be clean is what I meant to say. Like the van yeah. is where you're living essentially. Yeah. So, I, I would like, say I'm, I wouldn't even call it messy, but I'm pretty spread out. I got all my shit like all over the place. Like, yeah, all but my, you're like, like in the front seat and like your things are there. It's right. not like you have, yeah, like, hey, yeah, I wouldn't say anybody's super messy. No, I don't think so. I no. mean, and that's like a whole other topic that we don't have to really get into. But like, that kind of stuff is completely invaluable. I mean, showering, you know, like staying, just keeping the van clean, like all those kind of things are like what makes a tour good. You know, yeah. if you have the one dude that didn't shower that day and it's disgusting. Hey, when's lunch? Oh, it's right now. Uh, all right, last question, which is a good one. Any pre or post show rituals? Uh, we have quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I'd say our post show ritual, which is my favorite, is driving away from the venue, blasting "Man, I Feel Like a Woman" <laughs> by Shania Twain, yeah. followed by all the rest of the playlist. Yeah. Um, p- pre show, shout of tequila. Yeah. Two shots of tequila. A couple shots of tequila. Um, Ten shots of tequila. I always like, yeah, I mean, I, that's pretty much it. We. I think the gen- the general, I don't know if ritual is the right term, but it's like, I feel like there's a routine, you know, we'll get there, we load in, we sound check. Have some veggie chips. Yeah, we have some snacks. <laughs> Someone will go grab some coffees for everybody, you know, we'll like, yeah. we'll make sure the meet and greet runs well, all those kind of things. And then... Maybe some people are hanging in the green room or just chilling, but usually like an hour, maybe forty-five before the show, everybody's out. We clean the, we clear the green room out. Just the crew. Yeah, we like actually start to focus and think. I mean, we're having fun. I but start steaming like, my shirt. <laughs> I do. I actually travel with my own steamer. Um, it's smart. Yeah, I, I do. I, I steam my own. But I, I don't think that hour shit. is that hour is actually really important. It is, like, dude. It's like that, that it's focus. like the the moment that we can fully, fully focus and get dialed in like i you know for me to get dressed yeah. and get all my shit on and then also we all warm up we talk through the show we drink a little bit like yeah. we, that's the moment we get loose mm-hmm. but we're also super focused i can't really explain it other than no that. it makes sense i mean like you're just getting in that in you're getting in the performance mindset you're getting right. ready to perform and have fun and yeah i think that's awesome right sorry for the quick break when's lunch we'll be back right now we can you know what we can do too <laughs> What's we that? can do touring stories part two as well like we can, can this can, i mean this, we I, I honestly feel like we barely scratched the surface that's what i was like that's why i meant that's why i said like we should continue telling is there any more stories but honestly we have literally just scratched the surface we have so many more stories and if yeah. this gets a good response maybe we go a little deeper get a little dirtier get a little juicier a little juicier because uh, i yeah I, I i i have like four on my head right now that yeah i thought about talking about but we probably shouldn't <laughs> Or there might be a way we could tell it in the future where it's, yeah. You know. I think there 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 has to be some, you know, level of anonymity because you can't out people. Yeah, right. That aren't here to vouch for themselves. Exactly. So, it's it's got to be anonymous, but yeah. there's nothing wrong with an anonymous story. Um, is that it? Are, are we, are I mean, we signing off. Let's yeah. I think we can sign off. We're. Um, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and ask the question: When's lunch? You tell us. Wait, we forgot. What? One word to describe your day today. Oh. One word to describe my day today. Uh, positive. I had a very positive day. I like that. I like that. Um, mine. 
my last one was productive, but today was productive too. Dig deep. Dig deep. Dig very deep for this one because I think you'll find something that you were looking for. I like that. Um, mindful. That's a very, very good one. Which it was. Yeah. That right. was real. Wow. All right. That's good. Well, thank you for watching When's Lunch. When is lunch? You tell us. Bye, guys. When's lunch? When's lunch? When's lunch? Oh, no.